You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And today we're talking about tools for Bible study. And we're now in the sanctuary because the other thing was so echoey. Yeah. If we, we have to a, keep moving on, we might end up in the jander closet. We do not have a recording <laughs> studio because we're back to janky podcasting. <laughs> hey, but that's what our listeners love best about this podcast. I hope so. So tools for Bible study. So this probably isn't going to be like the tool set. If you're thinking about like the mechanic tool set that has everything right, this might not be something pastors would have. But we want to talk about like basic tools for the everyday Christian, right? Do we have a name for this series? Yeah, a tools for Bible study. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that actually was, I get that's the topic, but so. that's also the name. I, it is now. Okay, great. <laughs> great. So and we're not doing talk- the Makita $10,000 every tool. Yeah, not doing. the snap-on tool guy that you're putting his kid through college. But, okay, cool. You know, just some, some really good but hardy tools, right? Beneficial tools. Uh, where, do you, where do you want to start? What tool do you want to talk about so, today? Uh, we're talking about tools for the typical Christian, not the pastor, yeah. right? Right. Let's just, let's just put that on the table. So yeah. I use Accordance Bible Software as a pastor, which is a... You put lots and lots of stuff in there, and it's high-level research. You use that for seminary, too, and for right. preaching prep and stuff. Yeah. I also have Logos. A lot of people are familiar with that. I have them both on my computer. I have a basic kind of Logos deal because I haven't invested a lot in it, but I wanted to compare. So those are high-level tools. So a okay. lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, all those high-level tools do. So if you really want to amp it up, you can go to one of those. I would encourage okay. Accordance. However, I think we need to talk about what does... We're not talking right. about the auto mechanic. We're just talking about the guy who tinkers Something, with his yeah. car. I want right? to fix my car in my driveway. Okay. <laughs> what so, am I using? So uh, for this episode, I want to talk about blueletterbible.org. Blueletterbible.org. Yes. Okay. Uh, blueletterbible.org. And have you ever used Blue Letter? Do you use I've it? had a red letter Bible. It's not like that. Oh, okay. Although you can turn that feature on on, on this oh. and see it like red letter. Okay. I don't know why they call it Blue Letter Bible. I, I don't use Blue Letter Bible... A lot because everything that it does, I can easily do in the computer software that I have. But for free resources, I've been looking. My son, my son's doing like a Bible B type thing. Yeah, it sounds pretty intense. It, yeah, I think it is. But he uh, is going to be looking up words in Strong's and trying to follow us. And then I was having a conversation after church uh, just this Sunday about, hey, how do I, you know, I want to use a concordance and I want to do more word study and I don't know how and, and how does that work. And so, <laughs> I realize because I have it on my software, I can't just pull open the book. She's got a book, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I go to your office. I'm like, man, I, did I? Where's the old Strong's? <laughs> so this does all that stuff. So okay. you could buy everything we're going to talk about on paper, but this is just sure. a free resource okay. to get you started, and it's actually really good. So I'm going to walk us through it, I guess. Do you have to sign up for an account or anything? No, no, no. You can. Okay. So I, you can you can create an account to save your preferences. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to default to like the King James Version of the Bible and this view and okay. this thing. But if you do create an account, which is free, uh, it allows you to do some additional uh, just saving preferences. And maybe there's a section. I don't know. I Like I said, I don't play with it a lot. Well, obviously, this is audio and our listeners can't really see, but kind of walk us through that. And, okay. And I, you know, that actually is a good, uh, I should probably do like a stream, screencast or something. Right. But here's what it has. You go into Blue Letter Bible and you can just easily search a verse, a word, a topic. Where this thing really excels is, and I'm just going to pull up something so we can see it. Um, we'll just go to a verse. Where this excels when you get there is you have this tools button after you look up the, let's say you just look, I just looked up a verse. Okay, I have a tools button on the side. When I click the tools button, I can look at an interlinear Bible, which an interlinear is where it takes uh, the Greek order of the words. Oh, okay. And then it puts the English with it, 
And you can even, if you do this in certain ways, see what the word's function is. It's a yeah. verb, it's plural, it, you, it'll do a lot of that info. It also gives you a Strong's number, which okay. if you're not familiar with Strong's, it's a numbering system for every Greek word in the Bible, and then you can use that word, that numbering system to look up definitions or find everywhere that word is used, even if it's translated into a different English word. Oh, interesting. It just helps you do word studies. Nice. So it has this interlinear, it has a reverse interlinear, uh, which I think it, the reverse is where you go in the English and then it gives you the Greek word. Whereas the interlinear, it goes in the Greek word order and right. gives you the English word. Yeah. So you can look at both of those. It can, uh, you can look at it where you have the Greek and the English together and the function of the word and you can click. So here's, I just pulled up John 1, 1. Here's the preposition. Here's, you know, a verb. Here's a noun. It shows you that. It shows you the, the, Greek word, and if you don't use Greek, you don't know how to read those words, you can use the numbering system. You can click on it. Uh, so I'm just looking at RK, and I will well, click on it, and you get a definition, right? So it gives you definitions, word studies. You can search words. But then, wow. and that's Strong's, right? So Sure. Then you can click and look at a lexicon. You can look at the Septuagint. If you don't know what that is, that's the, the Greek translation of the Old Testament that happened before Jesus' earthly ministry. And Jesus very possibly could have read from the Septuagint. Paul probably did. We have quotes from that. That's just a Greek translation of the Hebrew, which is the Old Testament. It has Textus Recipticus, which is the very popular Greek manuscript that the King James was translated from, but we have found lots of other manuscripts. So then it has kind of a, a morphed together Greek manuscript that uses 5,000. So you look at different Greek manuscripts. All this might sound really technical. I was going to say, you're throwing down some $2 words here. No, it's easy when you're just clicking. Oh, that's a cool tool. That's a cool tool. You can just click and move. If that's beyond you, you can just start to look and get kind of just see it. But what's also incredibly helpful in the tools is not only do you have the Greek stuff and the Strong's to do word studies or Hebrew stuff. You don't have, you have right. the language stuff. You can look at a whole bunch of different Bible translations side by side. Ooh, I like that. And then you can compare like, oh, what is the CSB? How did they translate it? And how did the net translate it? And so if you're studying a verse or a passage or, a, or a, a, you know, a paragraph, you can compare and see where some of the differences are. You can move them around, see them side by side. So that sounds, just thinking through it, kind of overwhelming as far as like Septuagint and Texas Repticus. Yeah. And like if I've never really looked at Strong's or looked at the Greek and Hebrew words of something, if I'm kind of doing this and logging on for the first time, is it easy to kind of figure out? Okay, let's back to that. Yeah, it's pretty easy. That's a good question. I Sorry, I got nerdy really fast. <laughs> uh, so you go in here, you've never used it. You say, look, my, my preacher is going to be preaching on a passage of text this Sunday. And I want to get a, a, a look at that ahead of time. So, uh, you're preaching. What are you preaching on? Romans 2? Yeah, Romans 2. Uh, <laughs> I think 17 is I think where I preach preach yeah. 17 to like 25 or something? No, like I that. just did 17, 24. Anyway, let's, let's just do that. So, I think you're picking up following that. Romans 2. I hope I'm preaching on the right text this weekend. Yeah, so I just did 17 <laughs> through 24. Okay. And so, I, go, I just go ahead and I went in the little search box, searched, picked my Bible translation. Boom, it pulls it up. And then here's all the verses. And if I click the tool next to it, I can look at the language issues. I can look at Bibles, see nice. what different translations are. I can look at cross-references, which comes from the Treasury of Kingdom Knowledge, Treasury of Scriptural yeah. Knowledge. Scriptural That's Knowledge. Treasury of Scriptural Knowledge, which just shows me lots of other verses that are related to sections of that verse, which is a good way to study. Like, let's see what, let's see what else the Bible says. Nice. I can look at dictionaries and study the different biblical words. I can look at commentaries. Now... Just a word on that. These are the commentaries that are available for free. Okay. 
that are out there, and some people have made their commentaries free. So you have, and it's not every. Are commentary. they good commentaries? Some of these are really good. Some of these are not my favorites. Okay. Uh, these guys do come from the BlueLetterBible.org. It does come from a certain theological persuasion, so they're going to lean towards that. It's not entirely lined up with my persuasion, but some of these commentaries are great. I mean, they have the old classics. You've got Matthew Henry and JFB, which is Jameson Faust Brown. Or Fawcett Brown, JFB, so you know, Lightfoot, um, you know, J. Vernon McGee, uh, John MacArthur's commentaries oh, are in nice. there. So if you wanted to see that, you wouldn't have to buy the whole set. It's free, available right here. Crest Biblical Resources, uh, Chuck Smith has got stuff in it. And then overall, so there's just a bunch of commentaries. Here's some other study tools, introductions, books of the Bible. Oh, what, what's Romans about? Here's a free introduction. Oh, nice. Um, how, there's some apologetic stuff. How does this work with Jehovah's Witness beliefs or Mormon beliefs? And then there's a whole bunch of like, here's just sermons on those, on that passage of scripture. So these are ones that are out there and you can go, oh, here's A.W. Tozer had a typed up message on this and James White and Sinclair Ferguson and Francis Chan. And so if you wanted to listen to other sermons to get an idea, you could do that. So it sounds like a pretty robust collection of a lot of different resources in one. Correct. Which is a lot like the biblical software we use, right. except this is free. Nice. Uh, so just lots of good tools, blueletterbible.org. And it's going to take you a little time to start to get used to like how to use those tools. But if you just wanted to start, I got a scripture. I don't know what this word means. Click the tool. Click on the word. Read the definition of the word. Click another link that's right there that will show you a a bunch of other places it's used in the Bible, so you can see how it gets used elsewhere. Um, here's some cross-references, so you can see other scriptures that relate to this idea. That's oh, it's got Nave's topical cross-references and oh, options, yeah. so here's a topic you're dealing with. Um, there's just I'll click on the tools and go to that again in the cross-references. I think you've got... Uh, you've got... The, um, just, man, there's a ton of them on that. Clicked on way too much stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find where the knaves... Like, I just got a lot of resources. Is there maybe a disadvantage to this versus having physical copies or... A uh, couple disadvantages, maybe. If you were only doing a word study in Strong's and you had that great big phone book-like book and it's just lists and lists and lists, you're less likely to get on a rabbit trail that goes the other gotcha. directions. So... It take, you got to look up the physical paper of the Bible. The other thing about looking it up in your your Bible is then when you're there on Sunday, you're kind of familiar with what your own stuff is in your own Bible. So that's really helpful. Obviously, you have to have internet. So you're not doing this on a camping trip. Sure. Or, I heard somebody say, well, what if the power goes out? If the power goes out, just read your Bible and don't worry <laughs> in that moment about doing a word study. But, but yeah, it, it has that. It's also, um, you could get really accustomed to using this and then they could just not be online anymore. Sure. You know, it's not, you don't own it. And they, you could also miss, there's a lot of stuff in here, but if you don't use a little bit of discernment, like with the commentaries, you could miss a whole nother school of thought on another area. But right. if you didn't own those commentaries, it wouldn't make a difference. Sure. Uh, but for being a free program, sounds like it's got some really legit commentaries in there too, and some legit resources, and some of the same stuff you'd find in Strong's and Naves. It's not like it, a condensed version; it's the full-on. It's the stuff, and it has a bunch of like so. It has devotionals. You could come in here and find uh, um, stuff from Morning and Evening, Charles Spurgeon, Faith Checkbook, 
there's a there's a few things. So you have that. So it has a lot of stuff. The key though is it's overwhelming at first, and that right. that might be a little bit of a disadvantage too. But there's also some tutorials and some helps. I was just gonna say, are there training videos? You on go here? to the helps, and they have a bajillion videos. I mean, like you go to the Quick Start guy; they're all video tutorials. Video tutorials on Quick Start essentials. So I would just, if you're overwhelmed, just go to the yeah. help, start watching the tutorials on how to get. I mean, what's this one? How to get started. How to use the Bible tools. How to use the search tools. So that will really help you. Oh, that's got an app for this too. Oh, so you so, can do it on your phone. Yep, they have an Android and a and a an Apple app. So you've got Blue Letter Bible app. There, the other disadvantage is. You know how they pay for this is with all the ads on the side. Sure. So, so you do have some advertisements on the side, um, but if you can get accustomed to ignoring the ads and not clicking on them, no big deal. So this sounds like it's a really great resource for maybe the everyday Christian who wants to dive in a little bit more, kind of study more in depth as to what maybe their pastor's preaching on on Sunday or, or a verse they've read or a section of scripture they've studied. Um, but what about... We talked about how we're using Accordance and Logos for, for seminary. But what if I'm a seminary student really on a budget and I don't have the money to, to drop on something like that? Could this kind of get me through some seminary? Uh, uh, yes. So here's where, it, here's where it's helpful. The, the word studies, the Bible studies, the comparison between verses, the Greek. You can look at the different Greek. You can't, you know, you're looking at, if you can't afford the GNT, which is, you know, if you buy the, just the paper copy, you're looking at 60, 70 bucks for a Greek New Testament. Mm. This, this resource gives you that here online. So yes, you could squeak your way through some things. I think where you'd run into some challenges is a lot of the commentaries here are public, open source. Sure. And sometimes you need to go to <coughs> much more serious level commentaries. Right. And, and most of those cost quite a bit of money. So. Uh, in a pinch, if you had to, if you were preparing a sermon, you bet. If you were working on some of that stuff, no problem. Your professor might go, hey, how come you didn't go to like the library and sure. look up Baker and Nicot and Egg and Tea and all those higher level, you know, the pillar commentaries. Like that's where you really find the today's academics writing. So that would be a little tricky. And when I was doing, I mean, I, sometimes I do some work with the seminaries and when you see like somebody only quoting Matthew Henry and John Calvin, which by the way, John Calvin isn't on uh, Blue Letter Bible. You can find that free elsewhere. You're only quoting certain J. Vernon sure. McGee. It kind of says, hey, uh, I didn't go to some of the other resources that have put a lot of money and investment into it. So yes and no. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I did. I've just started seminary and I used a particular commentary and my professor was like, you know, we don't really look at that commentary for seminary. Yeah, that's a <laughs> little low level there. <laughs> but it's interesting that you brought up that point that like you could lead a Bible study with this oh, for sure. or, or preach a sermon with this. The truth be told, you could. So the, I have a lot of those resources I use in sermon prep. I don't go to the some of those seminary resources for sermon prep. They're super, or maybe just one little thing here and there. I'm not, that's not where I'm starting with the super high level technical history of finding this manuscript here and there because the person in the pew isn't there. Right. What is this text communicating to us from God? And so I don't go to a lot of those very heavily. Right. Occasionally I'll go, hey, there's something here I'm kind of picking up and I have the resources. Compared to when I was in seminary and you're reading pages and pages and pages on one word that's been debated for 25 years and actually both don't make a difference in how it goes. Is this a question mark or a period that goes here? 45 pages of reading later, you're like, what are we doing? But you wouldn't need all that. And you don't need, I mean, for Christian life, for discipling others, for preparing sermons even, you really could easily do 
very well with this free resource. Well, and I've never used this, but just sitting here and talking through it for these five, 10 minutes, I love how much is in there and the portability of it. I mean, I remember having to work on a sermon while I was traveling once. And I almost had to pay for extra luggage because <laughs> yeah, I had right. all my commentaries, all my books with me. So, no, that's the, I think that's where the advantage, and let's be really honest, the other advantage too is when you're using a digital resource for, say, Strong's. So yeah. let me go back to when I was first in seminary and I was using a lot of paper resources. You open up the Strong's, it's like opening up a phone book. It's just lists and lists and lists of verses and words, and, and, you, and you go say, okay, I'm, I want to study uh, a Greek word. Um, okay, we're gonna, let's just use one everybody knows. Like, I'm going to study agape. Okay, here's a whole bunch of verses where this shows up. And then I pull my Bible out, I look up that verse. Yeah. And then I look up another verse, and I look up another verse, and I'm not even looking at them together. Whereas when you click it here, you can see the verse, and you can just scroll right down on the same page, and you can see another verse, and read them side by side, and then another verse, another verse, without having to be flipping all back sure. and forth, and putting little sticky notes in your paper. And, <laughs> For sure. And, and so, you, some of this, Blue Letter Bible doesn't do this, but like my Bible stuff, I can just hold the mouse over, and a verse where I can read the verse, some like our website does yeah. it, certain things will do that. You can kind of go, is this the verse I was looking for? No, no, no. Oh, here it is. Yes. And you're reading it in greater context. Right. When you just have three words in the Strong's paper, and you're like, I don't even know what that verse is about. Right. And you, I got to look yeah. that one up and that one up. Well, that wasn't what I was looking for. So there's a, the digital stuff helps. The key though, is if you understand what the tool does. Right. So you understand how the paper book works, like a phone book. Right. If you had no idea at all that there's a directory of phone numbers. You're like, well, where, how does this? But then you go, oh, I love being able to look up my phone book list or my. Reminds me of the Dewey the Decimal Rolodex. system. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so let's, it's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. Knowing how the Dewey Decimal System works is great. And having the library organized in a very systematized way where people can go and find things in a library is great. Right. But it's a lot better going to a computer to get the Dewey Decimal number right. to go find on the shelf, the shelf number, than right. it is pulling those big long drawers with all the little cards and you're like, thumbing, I don't, half our listeners are like, I was what gonna are you say, talking yeah. about? Half our listeners are this sounds awesome. The other half's like, I gotta go Google what Dewey Decimal is. Right, but so. that's the idea here is right. these, these tools just speed up your study. And so the advantage is, is that. The nice thing about this one, and Blue, Blue Letter Bible does not, we didn't get anything from us. We don't even know who they are. Right. I'm just going, what would be a good tool sure. for our church? And this one is on the Salty Believer. There's a whole bunch of tools on the Salty Believer website. SaltyBeliever.com, you go to web websites yeah. or links, whatever the list, the, the drop down is called. We like this one so much, we've put this one in there. Yeah. So you can go and click it and go, okay, that's a good resource for study. Awesome. So, and it's a, it's a library you probably don't have. It probably cost yeah. you a couple thousand dollars at least to get all those books. Right. Unless you went to Josiah who has eight copies of Matthew <laughs> Henry and you got I one do. of his copies. If you'd like a copy, go ahead and send us an email. But <laughs> no, I, this sounds like a really great resource uh, for our everyday listeners and, and maybe people that are just want to maybe dive in a little more. And it's a good way to kind of see before you pull the trigger on some expensive software that maybe you won't use or don't, you know, won't benefit from. You can kind of get an idea by using this as to whether that's something that you want to add to your tool chest. I just saw a little link that says cite this. Oh, look at that. APA format, Chicago format, SB. Turabian? I, I'm not seeing Turabian. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck there. But anyway, it does have a lot of stuff, sharing, following, printing. So uh, that would be my recommendation for this free tool. There's okay. a lot of stuff. This doesn't do everything. Every one of these tools has limitations. But this is a, this is a pretty good toolbox to get started on and being familiar with and go in there if you don't have these resources elsewhere. Well, I love it. Well, hopefully you'll love it too. Go check it out. Blue Letter Bible. 
org. Yeah. Awesome. Bluelightletterbible.org. Check it out. Let us know if this resource has been beneficial for you. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about more free resources for your troll chest. They might not all be free. Some might cost money. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.